What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, the Redhead Official Podcast. My name is Lee Smith, host of the Redhead Official Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for stopping by. Hopefully, I won't suck. If you are a returning listener, hey, big ups to you. We're trying to grow this podcast one listener at a time and one listen at a time. So thank you so very much. Uh, It's Friday. (laughs) I forgot the date almost there. It's uh, Friday, October 2nd, 2020 in a crazy year. Crazy, crazy. This is the craziest year I can think of uh, in my 54 years on this planet. Uh, Hey, anyway, over 40 men. You may be sabotaging your efforts to get in shape. How so? Well, maybe you are working out too hard. Yeah, yeah, actually, that that can happen. When you work out too hard, that can sabotage your body's ability to produce testosterone. And testosterone is what we need as over 40 men. By the time you're 30 years old, for most of us, we begin losing 2% of our testosterone every year. So by the time we hit age 40, we're 10% less of a man than we were at age 30. And by the time we hit age 50, we're 40% less of a man, best case scenario, than we were at age 30. So you may be working out too hard, doing too much cardio. Now, what's the other thing that what's the other thing that you might be doing? Well, as crazy as it sounds, you might not be eating enough. That's right. Low calorie, low fat diets are like kryptonite to our testosterone levels. And as I said earlier, testosterone is the key for us to remain vital. Okay. So the third thing is you might not have adequate coaching. And this that actually is uh, typically what it is. You want to do right, but you don't know how. Well, thankfully, there is someone who has created a platform just for over 40 men. And his name is Funk Roberts of Funk Roberts Fitness fame. And this uh, uh, platform is called Over 40 Alpha, right? It is, uh, you get killer workouts, nutrition, live coaching, and meal plan by Funk Roberts, uh, number one best-selling author of Rapid Body Makeover. And he just released his latest book called um, Over 40 Shred. Uh, that should be uh, available now. So how do you access all this? Well, you can go to the Over 40 Men's Guide to Fitness.com. That's the Over 40, 40 being the number 40 Men's Guide to Fitness.com. You go there, you'll have access to a free ebook, my ebook called Fitness Psychology, uh, five proven methods to help you overcome self-doubt. And when you're there, you'll have access to Funk Roberts' uh, $1 trial for 30 days for his Over 40 Alpha platform. So go there, check that out, and you will not be sorry if, and I mean, this is the big thing. If you are willing to put in the work. All right. So I want to start out with Cardi B. Yeah. Cardi B, who for numerous reasons uh, is not my cup of tea. 
But uh, shout out to Cardi B coming through in the clutch. I don't know if uh, you you might not have heard about this, but in the Dominican Republic recently, there was some attack right in the uh, street. I've actually seen footage of it. Um, there's some 19-year-old girl who got attacked by some people apparently that she probably didn't even know or or even if she did know them it doesn't matter I mean this is a savage attack they threw acid on her Uh, it's called uh, Acido del Diablo or the uh, acid from the devil and uh, it's based upon sulfuric acid and uh yeah and uh you see the pictures of her from uh, social media beautiful girl um and somebody decided that it was a good idea to run up on her in a car and douse her with acid right the reports are she is critically burned and her vision is likely gone for for good so the likelihood is that she's facing i mean she's 19 years old so if she lives to be 80 years old she's facing the next 61 years without eyesight okay i mean let that say i mean think of how savage you have to be to do something like that, okay? Like, 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 what could she have possibly done to deserve acid being doused on her? Okay. Uh, so yeah. So um, uh, Cardi B, whose father is Dominican, found out about this and has pledged ten thousand dollars in reward money and uh, hopefully some other Dominican related people you know will um, maybe uh, can contribute something because this is just a just an ugly tragedy man I mean like who like uh, there are some savage people down there that's for sure um People like the people who who uh, shot at and uh, tried to kill Big Poppy, you know. I mean, um, and we understand that there was a backstory there, but there's a code, man. And you know what? I mean, as uh, men, we all know that that code, and we also know what kind of move it is. If a guy violates that code uh, for a woman. So, yeah. But anyway, so definitely shout out to her. And, uh, you know, just uh, thoughts, you know, and uh, so support to this youngster who um, is facing a uh, life altering uh situation down there right now and um 
the likelihood is that she's that in that instant her her life went from being a normal 19 year old life thinking about 19 year old things to some uh, just horrible night nightmarish uh, dreams and probably some sort of post-traumatic uh, situations and all that type of thing. So yeah, off. Um, I had a lift ride with Omarosa. Um, this was probably late February of, or early March of 2016. And the backdrop is that uh, I think I had met Omarosa at a club or at a party when I first moved here, probably somewhere like around two, 2002. I don't know that for a fact, but there was something about her that was very fam- familiar to me. And um, I, I mean, I remember I watched... The Apprentice, but that didn't come on until after the fact. Like, I think that was in the mid-2000s, or maybe even, like, late 2000s or something like that. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I met her somewhere hanging out, somewhere around 2002 or 2003. Okay, but anyway... So what happened was, um, like I said, it was it was probably like early March, okay, and um, I pick her up uh, right in Northwest DC behind the uh, Yale Loft Apartments, which is on New York Avenue, uh, like right past force okay and so the deal is um i pick her up there's really and her and the name on the app was something else i forgot now okay now it's dusk right so i can see her right but she's dark you know and she was dressed up very sort of business-like, and I was like, man, that's, that's, that's something about this chick, man, I, like, I think I know her, you know, but anyway, she's on the phone, and um, so we're, we're you know, riding in, like, it's, it's, it's rush hour, and we go down, uh, and the, um, that's the third street uh tunnel and traffic is awful so we're together for a while and she's on the phone and she's talking to some someone and it becomes apparent right away that she's talking about trump and um different events and things on her itinerary and on his itinerary and i go man this is Amorosa, right? You know, I'm like, oh, wow. 
And I'm hoping that she'll get off the phone so that I can ask her a few things about Trump, about why she's riding for this guy, you know, and all this type of type of stuff. Uh, um, because about a year, because no, because uh, July of 2015, I had had the campaign manager for Ben Carson in the car. And he was on the phone a lot too, but I was actually able to speak with him. And uh, he was a nice enough guy, right? So I was, um, so I was hoping to have an opportunity, right? But she was on the phone, but she's laying everything out. Like what she was saying was that their plan was to have the media be negative. Yeah, yeah, because um, she was saying that the more negative that the media is, the better it is for him. And so I'm in the car listening to this going, man, this is, this is gold. <laughs> like, I'm getting all the intel, you know, everything. Uh, and I really want to just interrupt her like, like, hey, listen, I understand that, that you're on the phone right now, but I really want to just talk to you and find out what's up. Like, what is it about this dude that you're writing for this guy, you know? But anyway, so she was on the phone for the, for the end entire ride and um we didn't go far like i actually let her out uh on the back side of the capitol uh i guess that's um what's that first street southeast i think it is it's whatever street that is that the i think that's the national art no that's the library of of congress is at the end of the block and the Supreme Court is at the beginning of the block, I think it is. So, so yeah, it's the backside there. So, anyway, um, she gets out, leaves me a 2 or $3 tip, which was fine. You know, I mean, like, the ride really shouldn't even have been probably more than about 7 bucks or 8, eight bucks, but... It took so long because traffic was just awful. So she was in the car probably about a good half hour only to go, what, maybe two miles, maybe? Anyway, so, um, oh, so anyway, uh, I assumed it was her, but then something that she said uh, you know, she was talking about her ministry and all this type of stuff and her church and everything. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Amorosa is not a minister. She's not a preacher. You know, and like that. I was like, so who's this chick that's down with Trump that knows all this stuff that looks just like Amorosa? Or I think she, she does. Now, by this time, honestly, it was dark outside. And then, you know, and she's dark. So I couldn't really see her. I, I mean, all I could see was like just, you know, teeth. <laughs> so 
I couldn't really see her. So I, I was like, well, maybe I'm like tripping. Maybe she, maybe this isn't her. You know, you know anyway, a couple weeks later, I'm relating. No, actually, this was weeks after the fact. And uh, I recall this story with another writer. And she goes, well, you know, she is a minister. And I go, what? She goes, yeah. In fact, I think she got her her degree from Howard. Okay, now, I'm not sure if it was from Howard or somewhere else. I know she had some affiliation with, with Howard. Maybe she, she got some... Um, I know she did her undergrad, I think, at like Central State or something like that, or Rights, Rights State or something like that, I think it is. But anyway, um, it seems like somehow she's affiliated with Youngstown, Ohio, too. Like she might be from, from there or anything. But anyway, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, she goes, yeah. I was like, I'll be damned. That was Amorosa. So anyway, fast forward to December of 2017 or 2018, let's see. It must have been 2018, whatever it, it, it was. I actually bumped into her again. I bumped into her at a birthday party at a, um, at a restaurant. Uh, and this was literally 10 days before she got, got fired. So I'm thinking that had to have been December of 2018, because if it was 2017, the election, actually, no, that's when it was. It was December 2017, because Trump was inaugurated January of 17. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And um, I'll just say this about her, that... She's a minister, but I can tell you this. At this party, man, the dress she was wearing, there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing about that dress <laughs> that would make you want to pick up a Bible. <laughs> Unless it was to read Song of Solomon. <laughs> man. She, yeah, um, I don't know how old she is. I guess she's in her, for her like forties now. Uh, and obviously that was, uh, three years ago now almost, but yeah, I'll just put it like this. She was wearing it well. That is one good looking woman right there. Uh, her politics, not really a fan uh, for the most part, but yeah, just on some purely physical situation, you could do a lot worse uh, in a 40 something year old chick than her. Let me tell you, yeah, anyway. Um, I have, uh, and I mentioned this, uh, I think about three episodes or so ago, maybe. Uh, I have a dental situation that if I want to get it fixed here, it's going to be over $3,000. Okay. I mean, like 
yeah, it's major, major league money, right? You know, uh, for your mouth, right? So uh, I decided I'm not doing that if I can avoid it. So I have a connection um, in Mexico City, and I'm making arrangements now trying to work on the logistics to be able to get everything or mostly everything that I need to get done in Mexico City. And and it looks like even with the airfare and uh, lodging and such, I'm going to save somewhere in the neighborhood of about $1,000. Somewhere in there. And even if it's less than that, you know, saved, I get seven days in Mexico City. Now, granted, it's during a pandemic, so it's not going to be nearly as epic as it would be normally. But uh, what I'll do is um, I will definitely keep you guys posted um, and let you know how this you know works. Because if it works well, I will leave the um, information so that you too can go to Mexico City and uh, save yourself a ton of money on work that you may need. Okay, and finally, uh, this came from O'Shea Duke Jackson. I don't know if you guys know who he he is. I think I had mentioned him before one other time. Uh, He has a YouTube channel and um, he deals mostly with issues around celebrities, uh, red pill knowledge, uh, black issues mostly. Okay. Today's video he did was around uh, Black Lives Matter fraud. Evidently, there was a guy who is a pretty high up in the organization who was who over the course of uh, I think it was from May to July or from July to September it was about a 60 or 90 day span where he collected over $400,000 in donations and pretty much jerked it all he jerked it all on suits, furniture, thoughts, assumedly, or assumably. Um, what else? Uh, just, um, he bought weapons. Don't ask me why. You know, guns, I don't know why. But the point is, is that, see, this is, this is what you knew was, was coming um, uh, Candace Owens actually did a video um, asking where all the money was months ago and of course she got crushed because when you ask questions like that um, the uh, mob doesn't want to um, answer that they just want to vilify the person who is asking a quite logical thing, okay? 
And and by the way, this will not be this this may be the first guy, but he certainly will not be the the last. And here's here's what's so ironic and frustrating and exasperating all rolled into to one is that people are donating money to an organization that has an ideology of avowed Marxism. So they're anti-business and anti-development. So just what are they going to do with the money? I mean, like, let's just say in a perfect world that the money was actually going to go to the uplift, okay, of people who, um, you know, may, may, you know, need it, okay? How are you, how do you plan to implement that if your ideology is not based upon economic development? I mean, in a capitalistic society, there's only one one way to really get ahead by the uh, uh, creation of what capital, resources, better access to to resources, better access to you know business loans and venture capital and 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 um, business education, better access to, you know, ventures, um, alliances and such, better access to, to, you know, markets. You know, I mean, I mean, like, these are the things that help to per- perpetuate or, or help to get those who have nothing to have something, you know, I thought about this the other day. America is probably the worst place in the world to be if you don't have money. At the same time, it's the best place to be in the world if you don't have money, if you want to get money. So that's the irony, or that's the uh, paradox, is that it needs to be about economic development. And how are you going to do that when you have a group that is diametrically opposed? Their, their ideology is diametrically opposed to wealth. How do you do that? And see, these are the, are the questions that I would ask millionaire athletes (laughs) that are earning money based upon capitalism that I would ask movie stars and you know record executives and rappers and singers that make millions of dollars based upon capital system based upon capitalism based based upon the honest uh, exchange of goods and services for money how do they expect that to to happen i mean it's just mind mind boggling and when you point these things out depending upon who you are 
you get you know, labeled. You know, you're an Uncle Tom. You're a sellout. You forgot where you came from. You're this and that. I mean, it, or if you're white, you're a you know racist. You're insensitive. Uh, you know, you're you're white. You know, you don't know what it's like. You know, I'm telling you, it's um. You just wonder how people can so easily overlook the obvious. But maybe that's the issue: is that it isn't obvious because of the um, overarching narrative uh, from uh, from many aspects of mainstream media. You know, it's just amazing. Anyway. Hey, that's my show for today, the Redhead Official Podcast. This is Lee with the Redhead Official Podcast. First time listeners, hopefully I didn't suck. And returning listeners, thank you once again so much. I will see you again very soon.